Live from historic downtown Carlisle, Pennsylvania, home of founding father James Wilson, 19th century hymn writer George Duffield, 19th century gospel minister George Norcross, and sports legend Jim Thorpe. It's Iron Sharpens Iron. This is a radio platform in which pastors, Christian scholars, and theologians address the burning issues facing the church and the world today. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 17 tells us iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Matthew Henry said that in this passage, we are cautioned to take heed with whom we converse and directed to have in view in conversation to make one another wiser and better. It is our hope that this goal will be accomplished over the next two hours, and we hope to hear from you, the listener, with your own questions. And now, here's your host, Chris Arnson. Good afternoon, Cumberland County, Pennsylvania, Lake City, Florida, and the rest of humanity living on the planet Earth. We're listening via live streaming at ironsharpensironradio.com. This is Chris Arnzen, your host of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, wishing you all a happy Monday on this 13th day of February 2023, one day before my 61st birthday. So if anybody uh, has any uh, sentimental attachment to Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, and you want to send an extra gift of support for this program so that we can continue remaining on the air, uh, please go to ironsharpensironradio.com, click support, and then click uh, click to donate now. And you can donate instantly with a debit or credit card in that fashion. I hope that wasn't too crass using my birthday trying to get additional donations for the show. But... When you need donations, uh, you'll do whatever you got to do as long as you're not sinning. <laughs> um, before I start the program, I just have a sad bit of news. I don't know how many of my listeners from Long Island, New York, are tuning in today to Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, but Long Island, New York lost a hero over the weekend. He was a dear friend for many years. His name was Bobby Lloyd. He was one of the pastors at Freedom Chapel, Assembly of God in Amityville, Long Island, New York, which is the town in which I was born and raised and actually moved back there uh, after having moved away from Amityville for a decade after my marriage and then purchasing my old house in which I was raised after my parents had passed. And uh, Bobby Lloyd was an extraordinary man. <clears throat> he was not only one of the pastors of Freedom Chapel in Amityville, but he was the founder and president of Long Island Citizens for Community Values, which was an organization that primarily was making sure that no uh, porn shops or strip clubs or anything involving illicit sex uh, was able to open in a residential neighborhood on Long Island. Whenever he heard about one that was intending to move into the area, or perhaps they even did uh, purchase a piece of property in a residential neighborhood, Bobby Lloyd and his LICVV, I'm sorry, LICCV, Long Island Citizens for Community Values, organization 
was very successful in either preventing those businesses, those types of businesses from opening up in residential neighborhoods or shutting them down and getting them to move elsewhere. Uh, he was a humble brother in Christ. He loved Iron Sharp and Zion Radio, even though he knew full well I did not share his Pentecostal convictions. Uh, being a pastor in the Assembly of God, he listened to my show regularly, especially in the early days when I was broadcasting out of WNYG in Babylon, Long Island, because he would call into the program quite frequently uh, with guests for my with questions, I should say, for my guests. And that was in the days when we took listener phone calls as opposed to the emails we take from listeners today. And uh, he just kept encouraging me, keep doing what you're doing, brother. He um, fully recognized, as I said, the differences we had. But he even told me, don't change a thing (laughs) about what you're doing. And he actually often agreed with me when I was addressing excessive behavior and false teaching within Pentecostalism and so on. So he uh, was a, uh, a very humble brother, uh, recognizing our differences and yet encouraging me very much to keep pressing on with the program. Uh, he and his lovely wife, Diane who he called Lady Di, uh, actually invited me to be the host of one of the fundraising banquets for LICCV out on Long Island. And uh, I just cannot say enough wonderful things about Bobby Lloyd. Everybody who knew him will agree with everything that I'm saying today. And... uh, I will, de- I, will de- I will dearly miss him as everyone who n- knew him will. He died of leukemia. I have no idea how old Bobby was. I think he must have been at least 10 years older than me. So that, that would make him in his early 70s. He could have been older. I don't know. He looked younger than that. But uh, he uh, passed after a battle with leukemia. And uh, it is believed that the origins of that disease were from his labors as a volunteer chaplain on Ground Zero after the uh, horrendous attack on the World Trade Center in 2001, on September 11th. And uh, he had previously survived one of the deadliest forms of cancer that exist, pancreatic cancer, which took my mother home only after six weeks of her diagnosis. And most people, I think it's in the high 90 percentage range, most people perish from that illness, and Bobby survived it for decades. He also survived colon cancer and a number of other deadly diseases. But the leukemia finally took his life. Obviously, it was God's time to take him home. And uh, please pray for the Lloyd family and pray for 
the continuing uh, wonderful work of LICCV, Long Island Citizens for Community Values. Today, we have on the program a first-time guest. His name is Kevin Hay. Looking forward to interviewing him. He has pastored churches in Ohio, Indiana, and West Virginia, is a D-Men student of expository preaching at the Master's Seminary, and the editor of the book, Assurance, Our Confidence in Christ by Thomas Goodwin, and a regular contributing writer at Expository Pantering and G3 Ministries. Today we are addressing the necessity of expository preaching. It's my honor and privilege to welcome you for the very first time to Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, Kevin Hay. Thank you, Chris. It's an honor to to be on the show. I appreciate that so much. Sorry to hear about your friend, brother, and I do want to wish you an early happy birthday. Well, I appreciate that very much, Kevin. And uh, before we go into the interview today, The Necessity of Expository Preaching, tell us about your book that you edited, uh, Assurance, Our Confidence in Christ by Thomas Goodwin. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's a little booklet. It's part of the the classics of biblical spirituality series through H&E. And my my dear brother and friend, Dustin Binge, is the series editor uh, of that series. Uh, You can find a a number of those that are part of that series uh, on H&E's website and also at, at Amazon. But uh, yeah, I had the opportunity to uh, to look at Thomas Goodwin's book, Christ Set Forth, and really the goal of that series is to, to can keep the voice of these Puritan writers. Um, you want to preserve the, the voice that they present in these robust works that they have provided to the body of Christ years ago, uh, and yet at the same time, in some ways, bring it up to speed for uh, for the church today. Um, and so that was a, a labor of love and, uh, it was a very enriching experience for me to be able to walk through that process. And, uh, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. And I, I think the, the finished product is, a, a be a great encouragement to those who, who pick it up and read through it. And how, how do our listeners get a hold of that book? Yeah, um, so I know uh, H&E, the website there, they have it on, on there. You can find it along with the other books that are part of the series. And then it is also on Amazon. You just search uh, Assurance, Our Confidence in Christ, or, or my name, and that should pop up for you. And uh, I will provide the exact website for H&E. I have uh, interviewed a number of their authors. It's Hesed. And Emmett.com, H E S E D A N D E M as in Michael E T.com. <clears throat> and hopefully I'll remember to repeat that later. Tell us now about the From Shadows, the Substance Conference, where you are one of the featured speakers. Yeah, so Jeffrey Rice uh, actually reached out to me uh, several months ago. And uh, we have a, a mutual friend in ministry, and uh, he, he was going to be a part of that conference. And so Jeffrey reached out to me to see if I would uh, be interested in coming to preach. And uh, originally, uh, as I know as you talked with Claude uh, not too long ago, he talked about this as well, but there was a, a different theme that, that they were going to go with. 
Um, and so I was originally going to, to preach on the covenant of redemption from Ephesians 1. And uh, we are now looking at from shadows to substance, looking at the types and shadows of the Old Testament and how they've all been fulfilled in the person of Christ. And so my theme now for the conference, I'm really looking forward to as well, is Jesus as the light of the, the world. And I'll be expositing uh, John chapter 8, verses 12 through 20. And uh, just looking forward to being a part of that later this week with those faithful brothers and uh, praying that God be glorified and saints be edified in the process. Amen. That's going to be held uh, February 16th through the 18th. That's this week. And uh, starting on Thursday, uh, Thursday, February 16th through the 18th in Tullahoma, Tennessee at Covenant Reformed Baptist Church, where Jeffrey Rice is the pastor. They have a very large lineup, including my dear friend, Dr. James White of Alpha and Omega Ministries. And by the way, the connection that James White has with my friend Bobby Lloyd, who just went home to eternity with Christ, uh, Bobby Lloyd's uh, church, Freedom Chapel, was gracious enough a number of years ago to allow me to use their facilities for a debate that I organized featuring Dr. James R. White and notorious atheist David Silverman, who at one time was the president of Madeline Murray O'Hare's organization, American Atheists. And uh, they had a debate on, is the New Testament evil? And uh, it was a clear, clear, clear victory for James White. In fact, it was one of only two times I have ever witnessed a opponent of Dr. White actually say in front of an audience after he likely realized he was getting his rear end kicked spiritually, that is, <laughs> uh, he uh, said, can we stop now? I mean, do we really have to continue this? <laughs> the only other time that happened was when an imam in New York City of a, a mosque uh, on a debate on Islam said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, James White is joined by another friend of mine, Andrew Rappaport, and the aforementioned Jeffrey Rice, also the f- founder of Post Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding, Haps Addison, who I've had on the program, Braden Patterson, Claude Ramsey, Michael Schultz, John Crawford, Greg Mooring, and our guest today, Kevin Hay. And go to the web, the uh, Facebook page of Jeffrey Rice for more details. He spells his name J-E-F-F-E-R-Y, Rice, just like rice aroni And uh, you will have all the information there. You can also get it on Eventbrite. And do you have any other links that people can find out more details on how to register for that, Kevin? Uh, I do not. None beyond the ones you just mentioned. Okay. Well, um, if anybody has any questions for us, send them to chrisarnson at gmail.com. chrisarnson at gmail.com. Give us your first name at least, city and state, and country of residence. Since you are our first-time guest, Kevin... We always uh, conduct a tradition on this program when we have a first-time guest where that guest gives a, a summary of their salvation testimony, which would include 
any kind of religious atmosphere the uh, guest may have been raised in and any kind of sovereign, uh, any kind of providential circumstances our sovereign lord raised up in their lives that drew them to mm. himself and saved them so let's hear your story yeah i appreciate uh, the opportunity to share my testimony um so thank you for asking that brother um you know i did not grow up in a christian home um my, my parents to this day are, are not believers, um, but the Lord uh, really placed my grandmother in my life uh, for a number of reasons. But when you talk about his providential plan and the way he sovereignly works, my grandmother was definitely the human agent uh, that he used to be a, a gospel uh, seed planting influence in my life. Uh, I was born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, my dad, for a number of years, was building a home in southern Ohio uh, where my mother grew up, uh, very close to where my grandmother lived, uh, until she went to be home with the Lord a couple of years ago. And so for about a decade, my dad would, would build this home, uh, and we would travel down from Columbus to southern Ohio, take the two-hour drive every weekend. And uh, it, it, while we were there, anytime my grandmother had the opportunity, she would... Uh, asked my parents if she could take me to church with her. And uh, so I did that a number of times. I don't know the total number, but it was probably somewhere around 20 to 25 times throughout my childhood. And uh, so I, I would go uh, with her occasionally. And it was just this little this little white church uh, in southern Ohio in that area. We, we call it a holler. And so up a dirt holler is this little white church. And it wasn't deep theologically. Um, you know, they weren't preaching expositionally, uh, but they did preach the gospel. And so I remember um, gospel seeds were planted. I remember hearing about uh, the character of God's goodness and his grace and mercy and about his judgment for those who uh, continued in unrepentant sin. And so uh, God would, would use that in my life. I remember probably about the age of 10 years old, I went up to an altar, which was kind of the the normal way they did things with the altar call, uh, which is typical in many churches even today. And uh, all I knew about that experience was that uh, that's what it meant to get saved and people cried. And so I remember trying to muster up some, some crocodile tears because I, I wanted to, to fit into the experience. But I remember getting up from the altar and nothing had changed, but everyone was patting me on the back and uh, saying, you're saved. And uh, so then that led into my teenage years, and uh, I, I would say I was a, uh, a hedonist, uh, just seeking out, you know, any form of happiness and, and selfish gratification that I could latch on to. Um, and it wasn't until the age of 20 years old, um, and I wasn't in a church service, um, I wasn't listening to a gospel presentation, I was just at home uh, as a sophomore uh, in college, talking to a friend just about life and uh, the circumstances of life and growing up and things of that nature. And my friend went on to bed and I was there sitting on the couch, just uh, sitting there thinking to myself about our conversation. And uh, the Lord sovereignly just began to bring conviction to my heart. Uh, I began thinking about his wrath and his judgment and really reflecting on those seeds that were planted in my in my heart and mind so many years before. And I'll tell you, one of the things that I used to do, it, it's kind of silly as I think about it now, but even at that time, uh, you know, as an adult, 
right before I would go to sleep, uh, kind of as like a, a security blanket, I would pray a prayer that my grandmother taught me that I'm sure many of your listeners will be familiar with. And that was, uh, as I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And I would pray that even as an adult, uh, because I, I thought if I would do that, then it would keep me safe if something were to happen. Uh, if I died in my sleep or, or, or that sort of thing. No, so, no, it, it, um, with, with the exception of, using, with the exception of using that as some kind of a superstitious, uh, spell or mantra that, uh, is somehow magically keeping you alive or sending you to heaven. Isn't that prayer nonetheless a, a, even in its childlike state, isn't it a, a fairly mm-hmm. good prayer? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I believe, uh, firmly if I was praying that prayer, uh, with, with genuine faith, uh, then, then yeah, it, it'd be a, a very good prayer. Uh, but for me, my intentions, I, I think were, were not, uh, there wasn't heartfelt contrition uh, on my part, uh, by any means. Uh, and even that evening prior to that, that night, uh, it was, it was really just selfishness that was driving, driving my life. And so again, as I sat there uh, on the couch, just reflecting, uh, it was for the first time in my life that I, I, I came to, uh, the point of genuine repentance and, uh, the Lord graciously saved me. And, uh, and so I went from a, a guy who just was seeking after every form of selfish gratification that I could, uh, to, to a guy who, who deeply wanted to know the God who had saved me. And I knew enough to know that I could find out more about him through his word. Uh, so, so very quickly I, I picked up the Bible and I wanted to know as much as I could about this God. And I remember reading the Bible from cover to cover uh, within that first year and just tearing through the pages of scripture to understand more about him. And, uh, and from there, God just, uh, you know, rapidly gave me a desire to, to teach you know, what I was learning to others. And, and so my, my salvation was pretty dramatic in that regard. And, and those around me, my family members and friends could, could attest to the change that God had, had wrought in my life. And so I'm, I'm very grateful for, for his, his salvation and, and his grace in my life. Now, how and when did you come to discover and embrace the doctrines of sovereign grace that have been nicknamed Reformed theology and have been nicknamed Calvinism? Yeah, and uh, I left out there the exact date. So January 17th of 2005, not everybody I know can kind of pin it down that way, but that was my salvation date. And uh, at that time, there was a a radio station out of Cedarville uh, University uh, called CDR Radio, and CDR would play a lot of really solid Bible teachers. And so when I would be driving in in the car, uh, that was really before the days of, of podcasts and, and things of that nature. Uh, but I would be listening to CDR, and they would play Grace to You. So I would hear John MacArthur. Uh, I didn't understand exactly uh, anything about expositing the scriptures at that time, but it, I knew as I listened to him teaching the Bible that it was it was saturated with the Word of God, and that um, when I when I heard it, it was it was good preaching. Uh, and I wanted more of it every time I would listen, and, and I would so I would hear him preach. And I remember Alistair Begg was on CDR as well, 
Uh, and so, you know, every time I would, I would get in the car, I would check out the station to see, you know, who was on there and, and what was being taught, who was preaching. Um, and of course, I was attending a church at that time as well. Um, and I'd kind of gotten plugged into a church that my uncle was attending. Uh, he had invited me to come and share my testimony with the youth group at the time. And that was a Nazarene church. And so not knowing much about the differences in, in doctrine, as I would as I would hear what was being taught from the pulpit week after week, uh, if there was preaching that was presented, uh, and I would compare that to what I was hearing, it was it was clear to me that the, the preaching that I was hearing on CDR uh, was biblical preaching, and yet there was very little uh, scripture being presented from, from the preacher or the pastor of that church. And so it was from that that I began to, to notice the differences. I remember coming across Paul Washer's shocking youth message, and that kind of rocked my world. Uh, and, and so it was, a, a, you know, an assortment of, of those types of experiences that really uh, began to attest with my spirit of what, what biblical preaching was. And uh, I began to then connect with other faithful expositors uh, from that point forward. Well, praise God. I'm glad that the Lord has raised up another lover of sovereign grace who can articulate articulately, passionately, and faithfully proclaim those glorious truths wherever the Lord sends him uh, to open up his word. Uh, We're going to our first station break right now. And once again, if anybody has a question uh, for my guest, Kevin Hay, send it to chrisarnson at gmail.com, chrisarnson at gmail.com. Do us your first name at least, your city and state, and your country of residence. Only remain anonymous if your question involves a personal and private matter. Don't go away. We're going to be right back with Kevin Hay right after these messages from our sponsors. James White of Alpha Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Aniel, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, once said, 
Growing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly, and beneficial. Grace and peace to all the Iron Sharpens Iron listeners. This is Tony with TheStandardBeardCare.com. Try it, TheStandardBeardCare.com is a Christ-exalting, better-known and simple name in beard care. So if you have a beard, know a guy with a beard, or ladies, if you're married to a man with a beard, head over to TheStandardBeardCare.com. Check out the vast array of all-natural, handcrafted products to make that beard scriptural, manly, and beneficial. And when you do so, you will help to support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When you use the promo code IRON at checkout, you will receive free shipping to anywhere in the lower 48, and 10% of your donations will go back to Chris Arnson and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So head over to the standardbeardcare.com, where the standard is the standard. Brian McLaughlin, president of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. near retirement or thinking about retiring, you probably have questions. How do you make your savings last? How much should you take out and when? You're ready for retirement, but are your finances? Art Amundsen and Edward Jones Financial Advisor can help you build a strategy to help make sure your finances keep up with your long-term needs. Do what it takes to get there. Now it's time to make the most of retirement. Visit edwardjones.com. That's edwardjones.com or call 717-258-4688, 717-258-4688. We here at Iron Sharpens Iron Radio are forever grateful for the generous financial support of Art Amundsen, Edward Jones Financial Advisor in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Call 717 717- 
258-4688 today. such a blessing to hear from Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners from all over the world. Here's Joe Riley, a listener in Ireland, who wants you to know about a guest on the show he really loves hearing interviewed, Dr. Joe Moorcraft. I'm Joe Riley, a faithful Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener here in Atai, in County Kildare, Ireland, going back to 2005. One of my very favorite guests on Iron Sharpens Iron is Dr. Joe Moorcraft. If you've been blessed by Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, Dr. Moorcraft and Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, are largely to thank since they are one of the program's largest financial supporters. Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming is in Forsyth County, a part of the Atlanta metropolitan area. Heritage is a thoroughly biblical church, unwaveringly committed to Westminster standards, and Dr. Joe Moorcraft is the author of an eight-volume commentary on the larger catechism. Heritage is a member of the Hanover Presbytery, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, and tracing its roots and heritage back to the great Protestant Reformation of the 16th century. Heritage maintains and follows the biblical truth and principles proclaimed by the Reformers. Scripture alone, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, and God's glory alone. Their primary goal is the worship of the triune God that continues in eternity. For more details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. That's heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Or call 678-954-7831. That's 678-954-7831. If you visit, tell them Joe Riley, an Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener, and a tie in County Kildare, Ireland, sent you. Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005, the publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. This is Daryl Bernard Harrison, co-host of the Just Thinking Podcast, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Tom Buck a First Baptist Church in Lindell, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Kent Keller of Faith Bible Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Andrew Rappaport, the founder and executive director at Striving for Eternity Ministries, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Mark Romaldi, pastor of Sovereign Grace Church of Greenbrier, Tennessee, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Christopher Cookston, pastor of Prineville Community Church in Prineville, Oregon, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Matt Tarr, pastor of High Point Baptist Church in Larksville, Pennsylvania, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com 
That's nasbible.com to place your order. If you love Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, one of the best ways you can help keep the show on the air is by supporting our advertisers. One such faithful advertiser who really believes in what Chris Arnton is doing is Daniel P. Patafuco, serious injury lawyer and Christian apologist. Dan is the president and founder of the Historical Bible Society. Their mission? To foster belief in the credibility of Scripture as the written Word of God. They go to various churches, schools, and institutions to publicly display a rare collection of biblical texts, along with a fascinating presentation by Mr. Butterfuco demonstrating the reliability of Scripture. To advance the cause of the gospel, they created a beautiful, perfect facsimile of the genealogy of Jesus Christ from the original engravings contained in a first edition 1611 King James Bible. This 17th century hand-engraved chart shows the family tree of Jesus Christ going back to Adam and Eve. This book is complete with gorgeous full-size illustrations of Noah's Ark and the Tower of Babel and an explanation of why the genealogy of Jesus is so important for his claims to the throne of the universe. Originals of this work are in museums and nobody has ever made it accessible to the public in a large book form before. You can have your own copy of this 44-page genealogy book for a donation of $35 or more. Visit historicalbiblesociety.org. That's historicalbiblesociety.org. Thanks for helping to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. James White of Alpha and Omega Ministries here. If you've watched my Dividing Line webcast often enough, you know I have a great love for getting Bibles and other documents vital to my ministry rebound to preserve and ensure their longevity. And besides that, they feel so good. I'm so delighted I discovered Post Tenebrous Lux Bible Rebinding. No radio ad will be long enough to sing their praises sufficiently, but I'll give it a shot. Jeffrey Rice of Post Tenebrous Lux is a remarkably gifted craftsman and artisan. All his work is done by hand from the cutting to the pleating of corners to the perimeter stitching. Jeffrey uses the finest and buttery soft imported leathers in a wide variety of gorgeous colors like the turquoise goat skin tanned in Italy used for my Nessie All in 28th edition with a navy blue goat skin inside liner and the electric blue goat skin from a French tannery used to rebind a Reformation study Bible I used as a gift. The silver gilding he added on the page edges has a stunning mirror finish resembling highly polished chrome. Jeffrey will customize your rebinding to your specifications and even emboss your logo into the leather, making whatever he rebinds a one-of-a-kind work of art. For more details on post-Tenebrous Lux Bible Rebinding, go to ptlbiblerebinding.com. That's ptlbiblerebinding.com. We 
here at Iron Sharpens Iron Radio praise God for the generous monthly financial support of Royal Diadem Jewelers, educated by and affiliated with the American Gem Society, Jewelers of America, and the Gemological Institute of America. For the perfect custom-designed engagement ring or any one-of-a-kind piece of jewelry created exactly according to your imagination and specifications, Royal Diadem Jewelers has you covered. No matter where you live in the world, Royal Diadem will walk you step-by-step through every stage of the process and even hold a high-tech internet virtual visit using state-of-the-art jewelry design technology to serve you. They start by listening carefully to determine your needs. They're interested in making what you want, not what they want to sell you. From rough design to digital model, to photorealistic image, to wax prototype model, to the finished product, they're continually listening to your input, likes and dislikes, making any changes necessary along the way. This will ensure that your custom jewellery will turn out exactly as you dreamed and well beyond your expectations. Visit royaldiadem.com. That's royaldiadem.com today. Sterling Vanderwerker, owner of Royal Diadem Jewellers, his wife Bronnie, his business partner and manager Brian Wilson, and the entire family thank you all for listening to, praying for, and supporting the work of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And don't forget, folks, RoyalDiadem.com is still offering Iron Sharpens Iron Radio this amazing opportunity. Anyone who purchases jewelry from RoyalDiadem.com and mentions that they heard about that wonderful jewelry website from Chris Armsen of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, every cent of the profits, 100% of the profits from that sale will go directly to Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And that's for a limited time. We do not know when they're going to pull the plug on that offer. But please, I'm urging you, if you have any interest in purchasing jewelry, either as a gift for someone else or even for yourself, go to royaldiadem.com and either purchase jewelry that they already have in stock, valued at $100 or more, or get a custom-designed piece of jewelry made, whether it is your church logo, your parachurch ministry logo, your denomination logo, your seminary logo, an engagement ring, or anything else that you want a custom-designed Anything else that your creativity and imagination can conjure up, uh, royaldiadem.com are absolute masters at taking whatever is in your brain and turning it into a physical piece of jewelry. I've seen firsthand what they do. They are absolute masters. I can't repeat it enough, and I am not exaggerating. Go to royaldiadem.com, mention Chris Arnson of Iron Trip and Zion Radio so that we will get 100% of the profits from that sale. We're now back. With our guest today, uh, Kevin Hay, we are discussing uh, the uh, necessity of expository preaching. That's a very weighty word there, the necessity. And if you have a question, our email address is chrisarnson at gmail.com. chrisarnson at gmail.com. As always, give us your first name at least, your city and state, and your country of residence. Uh, One thing that I forgot to ask you about, and it's very important, Uh, Since uh, you have been hearing ads on this program every day promoting the G3 conference, 
this uh, September in Atlanta, Georgia, where I will be manning an exhibitor's booth. Tell us about your affiliation with G3 Ministries. Yeah, absolutely. So really, that that really began uh, from afar, uh, as I saw um, Josh Price and, and some of these other faithful brothers who have been um, proclaiming uh, the excellencies of Christ and the glory of God through the conferences. And then, of course, uh, G3 has grown uh, from that time. And uh, my most recent pastorate, uh, First Baptist Church of, of Canova, that season of, of ministry has recently ended for me there. Uh, but we were a G3 church. And so that uh, uh, put me in contact with, with uh, Josh and, and Scott and Virgil. Uh, and, and really gave me the opportunity to, to begin writing for them. Um, and so I've, I've begun just uh, talking with those guys more and, and just being so encouraged uh, by all that they're doing and the way the board's using G3. Um, and so that's really how that began. And then my wife and I had the opportunity uh, in 2021 uh, to attend the G3 conference. And uh, so just uh, a great time, great time of encouragement. And I uh, love being a part of that. And then more recently, uh, I actually uh, was a part of the cessationist conference um, uh, up in Idaho at Jim Osman's church. And uh, some dear friends of mine who are the makers of the film Cessationist uh, interviewed me and, and several other brothers, including Justin Peters. And uh, recently they announced that uh, G3 and Cessationist have teamed up together uh, to put out that movie, and, and they're going to be doing some really, really great things, including a workbook and uh, just some great things that are going to help to equip the church uh, in the area of uh, the, the gifts of the Spirit and some of the dangers that are associated with that in the church today. Praise God. In fact, I uh, referred the folks uh, who are creating the cessationist uh, video documentary, I referred uh, to them some former charismatics and Pentecostals that they should interview for that. Mm. And one of them, uh, at least one of them, there might be more, but one of them is definitely featured in the documentary, John Sampson, uh, pastor of King's Church in uh, Peoria, Arizona. And John's a, dear, yeah. John's a dear friend of mine. And not only is he a former Pentecostal, he is a former Word of Faith Pentecostal. And not only is he a former Word of Faith Pentecostal, he's a former talk show host in the Word of Faith television network, TBN. So That's right. he had quite a radical transformation in regard to those issues. And uh, I also want to remind our listeners to please, if you want a 30% discount off of the G3 conference registration fee, use my uh, promo code, and that's G3ISIR, G3ISIR, and you will get 30% off the registration fee. So please do that. That helps Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, too, when you do that. Well, for, now, please define for us expository preaching. Yeah, absolutely. So when we think about expository preaching, um, I, I really think we have to start with, with the nature of Scripture itself first. 
Uh, think about Paul's words in, in Romans 10, 14, 15, and, and then 17. Um, and he says this, he says, How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And so when we think about the, the nature of Scripture, we see what Scripture testifies about itself. Uh, this is the, the God-ordained means that, that the Lord has provided for us to bestow uh, the gift of, of faith. He does that by His grace, and He does it through the preaching of the Word. Second Timothy 3, 16, 17, a very familiar passage to many. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And so when we think about preaching, what we're doing is, is proclaiming the inspired, inerrant, infallible, authoritative, sufficient word of God. And so this is how God works, and we see it happening throughout the pages of Scripture. He works through his word. He reveals himself through his word. We see that all the way back in in Genesis, uh, the very beginning, the first words recorded, let there be light. So he creates through his word. He convicts through his word. He reveals himself through his word. He corrects through his word. And then he, of course, saves through his word. Uh, and so when we're, when we're preaching, as God has called us to do, uh, you know, we're not just talking about the, the ink that we see on the page. We're, we're, we're talking and proclaiming about something that's living and active. Uh, Hebrews 4, 12 and 13 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. And it goes on to, to speak about the, the depth in which it, it pierces. Um, and so this is why we see Paul commanding Timothy in chapter 4 of that first epistle, you know, charging him, he says, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus to preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with complete patience and, and teaching. And so I, I love the way John MacArthur has put it. Um, he says, the only logical response to an errant scripture then is to preach it expositionally. By expositionally, I mean preaching in such a way that the meaning of the Bible passage is presented entirely and exactly as it was intended by God. Expository preaching is the proclamation of the truth of God as mediated through the preacher, end quote. And so to kind of put that into layman's terms, uh, expository preaching is really just taking the main point of a biblical text and then making that the main point of the sermon. Uh, I'm someone who loves alliterations. Uh, it helps me to remember things, and so I like to break uh, expository preaching down into five major aspects. I think it's helpful to do that. So number one, when we think about expository preaching, we can say it examines. Uh, it begins by, by discovering what the biblical text is saying. Before you can know what something means, you have to know what it says. So one is examine. Uh, two, this is, comes from the root word, exposes. So we're determining what the, the biblical text means and then establishing the main point of the text through exegetical study. So we're not uh, imposing anything onto the text, but rather we're, we're kind of pulling back the curtains and allowing the light of the text to shine um, so number three, it expounds. So from there, we're going to take the main point of the text, and we want to make that the, the central point of our sermon. Uh, and then four, exalts. It declares and proclaims that central point in a way that people can understand. And I love 
John Piper's book on, on this expository exaltation. That's, that's a, it's a highly recommended book on that topic. So it's not just, it's not just teaching. Uh, it, it is, it is exalting in the glory of God and, and exalting in the truth that's being proclaimed in scripture. And then finally explains. So we want to explain how that central point uh, applies to the lives of the listeners, which is rooted in the person and work of Christ. So examines, exposes, expounds, exalts, and explains. Well, uh, that is excellent to get our audience prepared to understand more clearly and deeply the conversation that will follow after the midway break, which we must enter at this point. Uh, Please be patient with us, folks. The midway break is always the longer break in the middle of the show because Grace Life Radio, 90.1 FM in Lake City, Florida, requires of us a longer break in the middle of the show because the FCC requires of them to have their programs, like Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, localized geographically to Lake City, Florida. They do that by airing their own public service announcements and other local things during this break. We, on the other hand, simultaneously air our globally heard commercials. Please use this time wisely. Write down as much of the information as you possibly can for as many of our advertisers as you can so that you can more frequently and successfully respond to our advertisers. And hopefully that will often mean purchasing their products, using their services, supporting their parachurch organizations, and visiting their churches. But when you cannot do any of those things, there's one thing that everybody listening can do. You could contact our advertisers and say, thank you for sponsoring Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. If you really are grateful that there are those out there who love this program so much that they share their wealth with us so that we can remain on the air. So please thank our advertisers. We cannot exist without them. And also send in your questions to Kevin Hay, to Chris Arnson at gmail.com. Chris Arnson at gmail.com. Give us the first name at least, your city and state. In your country of residence, don't go away. We're going to be right back after these messages. James White of Alpha Omega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Annual, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee.
Dr. Joseph Piper, President Emeritus and Professor of Systematic and Applied Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary. Every Christian who's serious about the Reformed faith and the Westminster Standards should have and use the eight-volume commentary on the theology and ethics of the Westminster Larger Catechism titled Authentic Christianity by Dr. Joseph Moorcraft. It is much more than an exposition of the Larger Catechism. It is a thoroughly researched work that utilizes biblical exegesis as well as historical and systematic theology. Dr. Moorcraft is pastor of Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, and I urge everyone looking for a biblically faithful church in that area to visit that fine congregation. For details on the eight-volume commentary, go to westminstercommentary.com, westminstercommentary.com. For details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com, heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Please tell Dr. Moorcraft and the saints at Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, that Dr. Joseph Piper of Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary sent you. Hello, my name is Anthony Uvinio, and I'm one of the pastors at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, New York, and also the host of the ReformRookie.com website. I want you to know that if you enjoy listening to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show like I do, you can now find it on the Apple's iTunes app by typing Iron Sharpens Iron Radio in the search bar. You no longer have to worry about missing a show or a special guest because you're in your car or still at work. Just subscribe on the iTunes app and listen to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show at any time, day or night. Please be sure to also give it a good review and pass it along to anyone who would benefit from the teaching and the many solidly reformed guests that Chris Arnson has on the show. Truth is so hard to come by these days, so don't waste your time with fluff or fake news. Subscribe to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio podcast right now. And while you're at it, you can also sign up for the ReformRookie.com podcast and visit our website and the YouTube page. We are dedicated to teaching Christian theology from a Reformed Baptist perspective to beginners in the faith as well as seasoned believers. From Keech's Catechism and the Doctrines of Grace to the Olivet Discourse and the Book of Leviticus, the Reformed Rookie podcast and YouTube channel is sure to have something to offer everyone seeking biblical truth. And finally, if you're looking to worship in a Reformed church that holds to the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith, please join us at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, New York. Again, I'm Pastor Anthony Avenio, and thanks for listening. As host of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, I frequently get requests from listeners for church recommendations. A church I've been strongly recommending as far back as the 1980s is Grace Covenant Baptist Church in Flemington, New Jersey pastored by Alan Dunn. Grace Covenant Baptist Church believes it's God's prerogative to determine how He shall be worshipped and how He shall be represented in the world. They believe churches need to turn to the Bible to discover what to include in worship and how to worship God in spirit and truth. Grace Covenant Baptist Church endeavors to maintain a God-centered focus, reading, preaching, and hearing the Word of God, Singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, baptism, and communion are the scriptural elements of their corporate worship, performed with faith, joy, and sobriety. Discover more about Grace Covenant Baptist Church in Flemington, New Jersey, 
at gcbcnj.squarespace.com. That's gcbcnj.squarespace.com. Or call them at 908-996-7654. That's 908-996-7654. Tell Pastor Dunn that you heard about Grace Covenant Baptist Church on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast, I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s, and what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. Today at thousands of community centers, high schools, middle schools, juvenile institutions, coffee shops, and local hangouts, Long Island Youth for Christ, staff and volunteers meet with young people who need Jesus. We are rural and urban, and we are always about the message of Jesus. Our mission is to have a noticeable spiritual impact on Long Island, New York, by engaging young people in the lifelong journey of following Christ. Long Island Youth for Christ has been a stalwart bedrock ministry since 1959. We have a world-class staff and a proven track record of bringing consistent love and encouragement to youths in need all over the country and around the world. Help honor our history by becoming a part of our future. Volunteer, donate, pray, or all of the above. For details, call Long Island Youth for Christ at 631-385-8333. That's 631-385-8333. Or visit liyfc.org. That's liyfc.org. When Iron Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005, the publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm Pastor Nate Pickowitz of Harvest Bible Church in Gilmanton Ironworks, New Hampshire, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Rich Jensen of Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Sule Prince of Oakwood Wesleyan Church in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor John Sampson of King's Church in Peoria, Arizona. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Chuck Volo of New Life Community Church in Kingsville, Maryland. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Steve Herford of Eastport Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. 
I'm Pastor Roy Owens Jr. of the Church at Friendship in Hockley, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnson on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. Pastor Bill Sasso, Grace Church at Franklin, here in the beautiful state of Tennessee. Our congregation is one of a growing number of churches who love and support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio financially. Grace Church at Franklin is an independent, autonomous body of believers who strives to clearly declare the whole counsel of God as revealed in Scripture through the person and work of our Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, the end for which we strive is the glory of God. If you live near Franklin, Tennessee, and Franklin is just south of Nashville, maybe 10 minutes, or you are visiting this area, or you have friends and loved ones nearby, we hope you will join us some Lord's Day in worshiping our God and Savior. Please feel free to contact me if you have more questions about Grace Church at Franklin. Our website is gracechurchatfranklin.org. That's gracechurchatfranklin.org. This is Pastor Bill Sasser wishing you all the richest blessings of our sovereign Lord, God, Savior, and King Jesus Christ today and always. James White of Alpha and Omega Ministries here. If you've watched my Dividing Line webcast often enough, you know I have a great love for getting Bibles and other documents vital to my ministry rebound to preserve and ensure their longevity. And besides that, they feel so good. I'm so delighted I discovered Post Tenebrous Lux Bible Rebinding. No radio ad will be long enough to sing their praises sufficiently, but I'll give it a shot. Jeffrey Rice of Post Tenebrous Lux is a remarkably gifted craftsman and artisan. All his work is done by hand from the cutting to the pleating of corners to the perimeter stitching. Jeffrey uses the finest and buttery soft imported leathers in a wide variety of gorgeous colors like the turquoise goat skin tanned in Italy used for my Nessie All in 28th edition with a navy blue goat skin inside liner and the electric blue goat skin from a French tannery used to rebind a Reformation study Bible I used as a gift. The silver gilding he added on the page edges has a stunning mirror finish resembling highly polished chrome. Jeffrey will customize your rebinding to your specifications and even emboss your logo into the leather, making whatever he rebinds a one-of-a-kind work of art. For more details on post-Tenebrous Lux Bible Rebinding, go to ptlbiblerebinding.com. That's ptlbiblerebinding.com. Charles Haddon Spurgeon once said, Give yourself unto reading. The man who never reads will never be read. He who never quotes will never be quoted. He who will not use the thoughts of other men's brains proves that he has no brains of his own. You need to read. 
Solid Ground Christian Books is a publisher and book distributor who takes these words of the Prince of Preachers to heart. The mission of Solid Ground Christian Books is to bring back treasures of the past to minister to Christians in the present and future, and to publish new titles that address burning issues in the church and the world. Since its beginning in 2001, Solid Ground has been committed to publish God-centered, Christ-exalting books for all ages. We invite you to go treasure hunting at solid-ground-books.com. That's solid-ground-books.com and see what priceless literary gems from the past or present you can unearth from Solid Ground. Solid Ground Christian Books is honored to be a weekly sponsor of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And don't forget, folks, to make your very first stop for all your gift-giving needs, solid-ground-books.com. That's the website of Solid Ground Christian Books, our primary, our premier advertiser. This program could not exist without the financial support through advertising from solid-ground-books.com. So please make them your very first stop for all your gift-giving needs, your very first stop to replenish your own library, and your very first stop whenever you're purchasing a book or books, plural, for any reason. Uh, You're not only going to be doing solid-ground-books.com a favor when you do that by purchasing books from them, and you're not only going to be doing us at Iron Sharpens Iron Radio a favor by keeping one of our most valuable advertisers happy, You're going to be doing yourself and anyone for whom you are purchasing gifts from solid-ground-books.com a favor of enormous, incalculable value because they bring back into print and also publish for the first time nothing but the finest in Christian literature dating back to the Protestant Reformation and extending forward to our present day, including such modern-day authors this is Dr. James R. White of Alpha and Omega Ministries. So go to solid-ground-books.com, purchase frequently, purchase generously. Always mention that you heard about them from Chris Arnson on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Before we return to our guest, Kevin Hay, and our discussion on the necessity of expository preaching, I just have a couple of very important announcements to make. First of all, uh, if you love this show and you do not want it to disappear from the airwaves, Please go to ironsharpensironradio.com, click support, then click, click to donate now. You could donate instantly with a debit or credit card in that fashion. And if you prefer snail mail, sending in a physical check to a physical address the old-fashioned way, there will also be a physical address that appears on your screen when you click support at ironsharpensironradio.com, where you can mail those checks made payable to Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Please, also, if you want to advertise with us, whether it's your church, your parachurch ministry, your uh, business, corporation, your professional practice, like a law firm or a medical firm, or if it's just a special event that you want to promote, send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put advertising in the subject line. As long as it's compatible With what we believe here, we will help you immediately to launch an ad campaign because we are just as much in urgent need of your advertising dollars as we are in your donations. So send us that email to chrisarnson at gmail.com, but advertising in the subject line. I also want to remind you, as I always try to do every day, that I never want anybody listening to cut into 
the finances that you have set aside to give to your own church, where you are a member every Lord's Day, in order to give to Iron Trip and Zion Radio. In other words, don't give your own church less money than you're accustomed to giving that church in order to bless us. Never want anybody in my audience to do that. Also, if you're really struggling to survive and make ends meet, wait till you are more financially stable and back on your feet before you send us a gift. There's something very clear in the Bible about finances, and that is we are commanded to provide for our churches and our families. You are not commanded to provide for this radio program, obviously. But if you love the show, you don't want it to disappear, you have extra money in the bank collecting interest, you have extra money for benevolent, recreational, and trivial purposes, well, please, if you love the show, share some of that money with us. Go to ironsharpensironradio.com, click support, then click click to donate now. Also, if you live anywhere near Milton, Florida, or you can get there, I strongly urge you to attend a conference that is being held next month, March 3rd through the 5th. It is the First Love Ministries' first annual Bible conference on the theme, Examining the New Birth. Speakers include Joe Jackowitz, the founder and president of First Love Ministries, who also operate First Love Radio, and that is the radio network that is live-streaming this program right now. So, if you're available March 3rd through the 5th, you can get to Milton, Florida. Go to firstloveministries.org, firstloveministries.org, and scroll down to the upcoming conference, March 3rd through the 5th, 2023, and it's specifically being held at the First Baptist Church of Baghdad in Milton, Florida. We're going to have a couple of the speakers of that conference on the show shortly. Last but not least, if you are not a member of a Bible-believing church, and... uh, you uh, would like to be, and you should be as a Christian, a member of a biblically solid, a uh, Christ-honoring, doctrinally sound church. Well, I have extensive lists spanning the globe that I may be able to help you find a church no matter where you live on the planet. So send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com, chrisarnson at gmail.com, and put I need a church in the subject line. That's also the email address where you can send in a question to our guest, Kevin Hay, on the necessity of expository preaching, chrisarnson at gmail.com. Kevin, before we uh, uh, take any of our listener questions, I just have a couple more follow-up questions for you. When you say that expository preaching is is necessary, as is featured in our title, are you saying that a church should never uh, conduct topical preaching even if something has happened in the community that would seem to compel a pastor to teach on a topic? Yeah, that's a really great question, Chris, and um, uh, the answer to that, um, you know, I I know that in my own um, pastoral ministry, there are various times where 
Um, there's a particular topic uh, that you really feel like your congregation needs to um, hear from God's word. And so uh, I, will, I will often spend uh, a few weeks here and there to, to touch on a particular topic, um, you know, maybe it's on the topic of the health of the local church or uh, maybe we want to focus in on uh, the Great Commission, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, I definitely think there are opportunities there to, to open up God's word and to, to focus in on a particular topic. Um, but, but I think in terms of just the, uh, the general uh, diet of, of what the local church should consume, you know, it's important to, to understand and recognize that God hasn't given us just uh, one single volume of Revelation. Instead, he's given us 66 volumes comprised in this one book we know as the Bible. And, and although each of those are all inspired scripture, uh, they're, they're, they're different and they're unique. Scripture is written over a period of uh, 1,500 years through about 40 different authors, three different continents, three different languages. And so uh, God really used uh, all different walks of life as his human authors, from shepherds to scholars, priests to prophets. Uh, and so there's this beautiful tapestry of design that God has inspired through these various authors. And so he's provided us with the law, the history, narrative, prophecy, um, there's wisdom literature, there's poetry, gospels, epistles. Um, and so as a church, uh, really, I think instead of bouncing around the Bible and picking out random passages to pontificate upon, a healthy church says, we want the whole counsel uh, of, of God's word. And so I think, uh, again, the, the normative approach should be that where church walks through the Bible together, book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, uh, and that way, the agenda of preaching no longer revolves around the opinions of the, of the preacher, uh, but rather on the guidance uh, of our God. And I'll just be totally honest with you. Uh, it's kind of like uh, the choice of meals and my family, Chris, to be totally transparent. If it were up to me, uh, my family would eat pizza, uh, boneless wings, and burgers for about every meal. Uh, but I, I thank God for a wife who helps our family to have a, a wide range of healthy meals and I believe the same is, is true for the word of God, but to an even greater extent. Uh, so expository preaching in that way provides the body with a, a healthy, God-honoring diet of the robust theological wisdom in his word. Uh, but yes, there are certainly opportunities to, to really park on a particular topic that a pastor might feel like his people need in a, in a, in a certain season. Okay, we have an anonymous listener. The anonymous listener says, I am remaining anonymous because I have a little bit of a complaint regarding my own church in regard to expository preaching. They conduct expository preaching, but sometimes they will go through, for instance, an Old Testament text, or might even be possibly a New Testament text that is not a specific that is not specifically addressing salvation, and the issue of the necessity of believing in, in Christ and repenting and putting your trust in the finished work of Christ on the cross and his bodily resurrection might be absent from the conversation because of the fact that it's not specifically being mentioned in the text, and the pastor is trying to avoid eisegesis. Is this proper, or should the text also include the addition of a gospel message, even though you're conducting exegetical preaching on passages 
that don't involve that subject. Yeah, that, that's a really good question. You know, and I think what we have to recognize when we're thinking about uh, the role of, of the pastor teacher uh, is that when we think about Ephesians chapter 4, and Paul writes there to the church, uh, and he explains that, uh, that God has given gifts to the church, uh, and we think about pastor teachers, specifically chapter 4, verse 12 of, of Ephesians says that, that it helps to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, but rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And so I think uh, as long as your pastor uh, is expositing the scriptures rightly and, and is teaching the word of God, uh, we, we need to recognize that God's going to work through that word. God is faithful to work through his word. And, and the role of preaching is going to be to help to equip the saints um, and the Spirit's going to use that mightily to, to help the church become more mature in their understanding of the Word and, and, and in the way they live their lives. And so um, certainly when I preach, uh, my goal is to um, present Christ um, in, in some facet. Uh, Christ is, is really the, the anchor and the root of, of everything we do. It's through His person and His work. Um, but at the same time, I think... Uh, not every single sermon I preach necessarily is going to have an explicit evangelistic ministry because uh, the nature of the church itself is made primarily, uh, is comprised primarily, it's the gathering of the saints, in other words, right? We come together as the church. Uh, it is the, the assembly of God's people. Um, and yet there are great opportunities to, to uh, share the gospel uh, with those who are in the midst as well, who may not be believers. And so, uh, no, I don't, I don't think it always has to be that way. I think that uh, there are great opportunities to, to preach from the Old Testament and the New, uh, and it may not have a specific uh, gospel presentation found within it. Now, would you find fault with a pastor committed to expository preaching, and no matter what he is, exegeting from the Bible, even if it has absolutely nothing to do with the gospel, uh, may be uh, texts in, in involving gender roles, for instance, or, or anything else that you could think of that is not mm-hmm. explicitly gospel-centered. Would you find fault with the pastor concluding his message by referring to New Testament passages that would be more clear and specifically focused on the gospel? Oh, no, 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 not at all. Um, I, I think uh, of Spurgeon, uh, who, uh, who, who often said that uh, every, every sermon he preaches in some facet uh, make, makes a beeline to the cross and contains Christ. And so I think that uh, every passage of Scripture that we're preaching, again, is, is, is ultimately rooted in the person, in the work of Christ. Uh, it's through his, his work that we're able to, 
to live the Christian life, obviously, um, not only from the aspect of uh, his work, his finished work on the cross, his perfect righteousness and trusting in what he's done, uh, but but the spirit that's been given to us to live out the, the Christian life. And so, no, absolutely. I think there's a, a great opportunity to, to connect it to what Christ has done and, and how, how Christ is, is the, the, the centrality of it all. We have another anonymous listener who says, what harm could be done if a church sticks to topical preaching as long as they are preaching from the divinely inspired word? Yeah. So, you know, when you think about um, from the perspective of the preacher, I think that's maybe the best way to approach that question. Uh, you know, I think one of the one of the tendencies that that preachers can have is that uh, we can we can have our, our hobby horses. So, for example, I love the sovereignty of God. And so, you know, if, if it's up to me every single week, uh, even if I'm trying not to do that, I may uh, end up finding passages of Scripture that that speak of God's sovereignty. And, and, and again, loving the sovereignty of God, I, I see it in every passage. I believe that God is sovereign, and I believe that Scripture uh, is, is saturated with that reality. But just as an example, that may be something that, that ends up happening. And so instead of, of the church receiving the, the whole counsel of God's Word, um, they actually end up receiving kind of just these these focal points that the pastor, whether intentionally or unintentionally, uh, continues to be drawn to. Um, so that, that's one thing I would say, um, and, and probably the, the, the most important one, but it really leans on the whole counsel of God's word. Again, he's, he's given us all of scripture for a reason. He is uh, omniscient, full of wisdom. He's the designer. Uh, and so I think it's important that we walk through Scripture. The other thing I think about is is on the other side of that spectrum, uh, I can't tell you the number of times that I've come to passages that I would have never chosen uh, had it been up to me and me alone. Uh, I would have probably uh, avoided some of those passages, but whether it's genealogies or, or something else, we come to them and I'm going to approach them like I would all the other passages that we're we're walking our way through. Yes, and I, I know of, for instance, and I'm not saying that Calvinist pastors never do this too. Uh, I don't know of any personally that do, but I have known non-Calvinist, especially anti-Calvinist pastors. I've known them personally who simply will not preach an exegetical message on Romans 9, for instance, or other issues from the Scripture that clearly when you are considering the plain and obvious reading of the text are glaringly supportive of Reformed theology. And, yeah, that's right. And I, uh, I have a friend who is a sovereign grace-believing pastor from a non-Calvinist fundamentalist background, before he uh, came to see the doctrines of grace uh, and embrace them. Uh, his father-in-law, a uh, wonderful man in many respects, but an, a vehement anti-Calvinist who's also a pastor. And when he learned that his son-in-law, who he had not yet discovered had become a believer in the doctrines of grace, 
when he heard his son-in-law was going to be preaching on Romans 9, he said, oh, you've got to look at my sermon notes first. And he actually said in the sermon notes, uh, read this passage quickly and get through it quickly like you're tearing off a Band-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, don't let your listeners dwell too long on this chapter because they might be led to the wrong conclusion that it supports Calvinism. And the thing that's fascinating to me is the man who wrote that in his sermon notes believes in the inerrancy of Scripture, believes that this is 100% God-breathed, even uh, to an extreme sense of woodenness that uh, every letter in his King James Bible is uh, inerrant in that translation. And yet he is telling his son-in-law to avoid this or go through it quickly. I mean, almost like you're tricking your hearers. It, it, it blows my mind that a fundamentalist would say that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So it's as if you, uh, you know, if you're walking through scripture, you get through the first eight chapters of Romans uh, and all of a sudden you come to chapter 10, right? <laughs> as if there is no chapter nine. Now, uh, do you think that this is one of the reasons, since you're supporting very urgently <clears throat> the use of expository preaching and actually calling it a necessity, that this is where uh, it becomes helpful to the body of Christ in a specific congregation that you have at least two services a day. I'm not saying that the Bible mandates that. I know solid churches that do not have two services, but don't you think that that would be a logical conclusion that it would be extremely helpful so that you can make sure that more of the whole counsel of God is being presented each Lord's Day when you have a different area of the of the scriptures where you might be going through the Bible expositorily that what you were not bringing to light in the morning service. Yeah, I think that's a good uh, a good way of thinking about it, Chris. I think that um, certainly the, the the morning worship service I would see that as uh, the, the best opportunity to have your uh, your whole church there listening to the exposition of God's word. Um, for me and, and my uh, pastorate, uh, most recently, my Sunday evenings were being spent doing a survey series of scripture, and so I was expositing. Um, uh, the book of Genesis, for example, on Sunday mornings, walking our way through that. And on Sunday evenings, I was going through each book of, of the Bible, beginning with Genesis and then, and then walking our way through. Uh, and I know for, for, for other men, like, uh, for example, Martin Lloyd-Jones, he would exposit God's word on Sunday morning. But then uh, Sunday night was what he called uh, an evangelistic service. Uh, so it would be a dedicated time on Sunday evening where every sermon he preached on Sunday night uh, would be specifically aimed uh, at, at evangelism, and, and that was intentionally so. Uh, but yeah, I, I think of that often, uh, the opportunities I have to teach. I think that there are different ways of, of approaching um, uh, the, the teaching of God's Word. 
So there's, again, the, the expositional proclamation happening Sunday mornings, maybe a different opportunity a Sunday night. If you have a midweek service, maybe there's a opportunity for some sort of um, small group, more application-focused. Uh, we, we just want to apply the Word of God, but before we can apply it, we have to understand it rightly, and that's where expositional preaching comes in. By the way, I want to quickly mention that our, uh, that our anonymous listeners who sent in questions... Uh, if you are first-time questioners, please give me your full name and mailing address. Obviously, that will not be revealed on the air since you remain anonymous. Uh, we would never reveal your mailing address anyway on the air. But give me your mailing address through an email so that uh, Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service can ship to you a free New American Standard Bible. That's another custom here. On Iron Sharp and Zion Radio, whenever a first-time questioner submits a question, they win a free New American Standard Bible. Compliments of the publishers of the NASB and also compliments of our friends at Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service, cvbbs.com, will be the ones that actually ship the Bible out to you at no cost to you or to us. Uh, we have Arnie in Perry County, Pennsylvania. Uh, and Arnie says, isn't this use of expository preaching also another reason why churches should have bible studies in addition to the teaching and preaching from the pulpit well i think that uh, i think he's, I, 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 think, I think he's kind of reflecting upon the person that well actually it was me <laughs> that brought up the advantage of having a second service so it's like another time yeah. where you could discuss other issues and hash them out and all that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, any of those opportunities that you have to um, to get together to discuss God's word, uh, to hear the teaching or preaching of God's word, uh, that, that's that's the primary means that that God uses to 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 shape and mold us. And so those are those are all vitally vitally important. Uh, small group Bible studies are great because it gives you the opportunity to have more focused discussion and, and things of that nature. Whereas in your corporate worship service, you're obviously not having an opportunity uh, like that. So I think those are those are very important to the life of the local church. Thank you, Arnie. We have Bobby in Hartsdale, New York. And Bobby says, do you think that if a church that is theologically faithful is not conducting expository preaching where they are going through books, one verse or multiple verses at a time every Sunday, chronologically, that that is enough of a reason to leave a church? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say that. Um, I, I think that there are a number of factors that need to be, be considered when, when you think about um, you know, the prospect of, of ever leaving the local church. Um, but, but that really begins with, with rightly understanding what meaningful church membership is and the idea of, of really making a covenant with other uh, believers and, and submitting your life to uh, the, the, the shepherds who are, who are going to give an account uh, for the way that they have, have cared for your soul. And so I think long before anyone should ever... Uh, you know, think of, of leaving their church for, for that. They, they need to, you know, certainly sit down maybe with their pastor and share whatever concerns they might have. Um, 
before you'd ever want to to take a drastic step like that. And Susan Margaret in Dauphin County, Pennsylvania, says you obviously believe topical preaching is filled with flaws. Are there any abuses of expository preaching that our listeners who are in the pastorate especially should avoid? Yeah, that's a great question. Obviously, even um, even good things can be misused. I mean, there is such a thing called hyper-Calvinism, so you have truths of the Bible being twisted uh, to such an extent where they don't even resemble what God intended by them. So th- I'm just using that as an example, how even expository yeah. preaching possibly could be misused. Yeah, that's right. And, and I think... Um, you know, an important thing for us to recognize is that we're not we're not placing our our faith in um, in expository preaching. Our, our our faith is in Christ, who is revealed to us in Scripture. And so, the whole idea of expository preaching is is simply we want to we want God to speak through us. That way, that the people of God are hearing from the voice of God. And expository preaching is the means by which we seek to do that. I think that the, the biggest danger I can think of uh, in terms of expository preaching is um, many who would see the importance uh, or the necessity, as, as we've worded it, of expository preaching um, are, are people who see and have high regard for um, correct uh, exegesis of God's word. And so they, that they want to spend lots of time. Uh, we want to, to get deep. We want to understand, um, you know, we go back to the original language. We want to look at the Greek. We want to understand uh, the syntax. We want to really understand the, the verb tense. And I, I think the biggest danger is that uh, men can come into the pulpit bringing, you know, all of their sermon notes and then kind of regurgitate that uh, for the congregation uh, and, it, and it still needs greater greater synthesis, uh, or, or it can kind of be uh, muddled over in terms of just maybe reading a commentary. But uh, expository preaching uh, again includes this uh, the exaltation of God's word. So so it's it's being presented with with clarity. Uh, it's being presented with with conviction um, and, and compassion. So there's a number of components here that, that need to be included in that. But in terms of dangers, I would see, I would see that being, being the case, um, because rightly understood, again, expository preaching is just, um, helping the people of God to hear the voice of God for the glory of God. Now, could one, uh, flaw that, uh, could exist when somebody is, faithfully, when I say faithfully, I just mean regularly uh, conducting expository preaching, could a, a, an error or a misuse of that be uh, being overly slow-moving in going through the texts of Scripture, where you might be, you know, to give an exaggerated example, going through half of a verse a week and, and really... <laughs> putting under a microscope every single word uh, where you're really not moving on to other texts and you're, you're, you're keeping 
the the congregation captive in a certain area for far too long before you explore other areas of the scripture in your succession of chronological examination of the Bible? Yeah, that's a great question, Chris. And I think I think you're you're spot on there. Um, obviously, uh, our Lord Himself has said, "Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God." Um, and so, obviously, every word is vitally important. Uh, but I think your your point is valid. Um, I do think one of the uh, the pitfalls could be kind of just um, being too slow, in the sense that it it ends up taking away from the overarching context that surrounds uh, that, that word or, or verse that you're looking at so that you're really missing the thrust uh, of the text. Because again, uh, the idea of expository preaching is to make the main point of the text, the main point of your sermon. And so if, you know, if every sermon's just focused on one word or a few words, then I, I do think there probably could be a, uh, an obstacle there for you in terms of missing that, that overarching context. Yeah. And I think a couple of things inherent to that uh, misuse the fewer words of the Bible that you're actually examining when you're exegeting the passage, if you have an hour-long sermon or even a 45-minute-long sermon, you're going to be more prone as a preacher to be guilty, unconsciously perhaps, of eisegesis. In other words, the more of your own words that are there than the Bible's words, uh, am I making sense here? You're going to be more prone to perhaps... Yeah. Uh, put your own ideas forward that are not even obviously there, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and that really, you know, takes us to that, to that whole topic of, of biblical interpretation. Second uh, Timothy 2.15, Paul writes to, to his, his protege and, and his, his beloved son in the faith, Timothy, saying, be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. And so uh, hermeneutics is, is the word we use to talk about the, the science of biblical interpretation or the, or the principles used in the process of interpretation. And uh, I would hold to a historical grammatical interpretation. So my goal is always to, to understand what the author's original intention was to the original audience and then to to you know, bridge the gap, so to speak, from that century to, to our world today. Um, and when you do that, you're, you're, you have to take into consideration a number of, of aspects. Um, so we want to, we're, we're obviously presupposing scripture's divine origin. Uh, scripture attests to that reality, as we've already talked about this afternoon. Uh, we acknowledge the need for, for divine enablement. We need the spirit of God to help us to uh, illuminate the word for us as we seek to understand it rightly. Uh, although there might be a number of, of various applications to any given text, there's one single meaning. Um, again, we, we look at the words and, and the grammar, um, but then we look at, the, like I said earlier, the original context. So we're asking questions like, who's the author? Who, who is this written to? Uh, when was it written? Where was it written? What's taking place? And, and it, to your point, you know, if you're just going through one word at a time or, or a, one, a few ver- words every week, um, you know, you're going to have to to bring a lot in uh, in order to to make up the, the time there. And so, uh, scripture is is sufficient, and and we need to make sure that we are uh, presenting the word of God to the people of God, 
and, and not bringing in our own thoughts and opinions or, or preconceived ideas. We have to go to our final break. It's going to be a lot more brief than the other breaks. If you have a question, please send it in immediately because we are rapidly running out of time. ChrisArnson at gmail.com. ChrisArnson at gmail.com. Don't go away. We're going to be right back after these messages. James White of Alpha Omega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Annual, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Exhibitor Booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We are devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe, build, fight. PuritanPHX.com It's such a blessing to hear from Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners from all over the world. Here's Joe Riley, a listener in Ireland, who wants you to know about a guest on the show he really loves hearing interviewed, Dr. Joe Moorcraft. I'm Joe Riley, a faithful Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener here in Atai, in County Kildare, Ireland, going back to 2005. One of my very favorite guests on Iron Sharpens Iron is Dr. Joe Moorcraft. If you've been blessed by Iron Sharpens Iron radio, Dr. Moorcraft and Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, are largely to thank since they are one of the program's largest financial supporters. Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming is in Forsyth County, 
part of the Atlanta metropolitan area. Heritage is a thoroughly biblical church, unwaveringly committed to Westminster standards. And Dr. Joe Moorcraft is the author of an eight-volume commentary on the larger catechism. Heritage is a member of the Hanover Presbytery, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, and tracing its roots and heritage back to the great Protestant Reformation of the 16th century. Heritage maintains and follows the biblical truth and principles proclaimed by the reformers. Scripture alone, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, and God's glory alone. Their primary goal is the worship of the triune God that continues in eternity. For more details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. That's heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Or call 678-954-7831. That's 678-954-7831. If you visit, tell them Joe Riley, an Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener, and a toy in County Kildare, Ireland, sent you. Hi, I'm Buzz Taylor. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio has had a long-time partnership with our friends at CVBBS, which stands for Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service. They specialize in supplying Reformed and Puritan books and Bibles at discount prices that make them affordable for everyone. CVBBS has been a family-owned book service since 1987, operating out of Carlisle, Pennsylvania. They seek to bring you the best available Christian books and Bibles at the best possible prices. Unlike other book sites, they make no effort to provide every book that is available or popular because, frankly, much of what is being printed is not worth your time. That means you can get to the good stuff faster. It also means you don't have to worry about being assaulted by the pornographic, heretical, and otherwise faith-insulting materials promoted by the secular book vendors. Browse the pages at ease, shop at your leisure, and purchase with confidence at Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service. Order online at cvbbs.com. That's cvbbs.com. Or you can order by phone at 1-800-656-0231. That's 1-800-656-0231. Please let our friends at CVBBS know that you heard about them on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Hi, this is John Sampson, pastor of King's Church in Peoria, Arizona, taking a moment of your day to talk about Chris Arnzen and the Iron Sharpens Iron podcast. I consider Chris a true friend and a man of high integrity. He's a skilled interviewer who's not afraid to ask the big penetrating questions while always defending the key doctrines of the Christian faith. I've always been happy to point people to this podcast knowing it's one of the very few safe places on the internet where folk won't be led astray. I believe this podcast needs to be heard far and wide. This is a day of great spiritual compromise, and yet God has raised Chris up for just such a time. And knowing this, it's up to us as members of the body of Christ to stand with such a ministry in prayer and in finances. I'm pleased to do so and would like to ask you to prayerfully consider joining me in supporting Iron Sharpens Iron financially. Would you consider sending either a one-time gift or even becoming a regular monthly partner with this ministry? I know it would be a huge encouragement to Chris if you would. All the details can be found at ironsharpensironradio.com where you can click support. That's ironsharpensironradio.com.
I'm Dr. Tony Costa, Professor of Apologetics and Islam at Toronto Baptist Seminary. I'm thrilled to introduce to you a church where I have been invited to speak and have grown to love, Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, Long Island, New York, pastored by Rich Jensen and Christopher McDowell. It's such a joy to witness and experience fellowship with people of God like the dear saints at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, who have an intensely passionate desire to continue digging deeper and deeper into the unfathomable riches of Christ in His Holy Word, and to enthusiastically proclaim Christ Jesus the King and His doctrines of sovereign grace in Suffolk County, Long Island, and beyond. I hope you also have the privilege of discovering this precious congregation and receive the blessing of being showered by their love, as I have. For more information on Hope Reform Baptist Church, go to hopereformedli.net. That's hopereformedli.net. Or call 631-696-5711. That's 631-696-5711. Tell the folks at Hope Reformed Baptist Church of Quorum, Long Island, New York, that you heard about them from Tony Costa on Iron Sharpens Iron. Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast. I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s. And what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. I'm Brian McLaughlin, president of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. 
or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the Securecom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. And thank you so much, Brian McLaughlin, for sponsoring this program with the advertising budget that you have uh, through securecomgroup.com. I am forever in your debt, my dear brother. Well, we are back with our final segment of today's interview with Kevin Hay on expository preaching. And I want you, Kevin, to have several uninterrupted minutes to really focus on uh, what you most want etched in the hearts and minds of our listeners in regard to expository preaching before they leave this program today. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I was just going to say that, that really there's, there's two things uh, I think about in, in terms of uh, the importance of, of expository preaching, why I care so much about it. Um, and, and so on the one hand, it, it goes back to what we talked about earlier, that, that Scripture is the revelation of God. And so God has revealed himself to us, and we know that in his great plan of redemption, by his grace, he's used preaching as the means by which uh, to bring his people to himself. And so uh, it's, it's vitally important for that reason, and that's why I'm passionate about it. But then on the other hand, I, I just have such a burden um, for the church, um, you know, particularly uh, in America, but, but globally, uh, because when you look in the New Testament, we see this word for preaching, it means heralding, it means proclamation. Uh, and I love the illustration of the, the medieval town crier uh, before the days of, of newspapers or, or modern media, social media. It was the job of the town crier to stand up among the citizens of the town square uh, in, in representation of the king with the authority of the king to proclaim the news that was given to him by the king. Um, so whether it was military battles, uh, victories won, royal decrees, whatever it was, he was the herald on behalf of the king. And, and that's what the church has been called to do. The, the, the pastor of the church, the pastors have been called to, to herald the greatest news ever known to man uh, by the glorious king of kings. Uh, and yet we see passages of scripture, Second uh, Timothy 4.3, which says... The time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. And so instead of serving faithfully as the town crier, so many churches today, uh, really, they, they want to act more like the court jester. Uh, they want to entertain the city guests and tell jokes and stories to the townspeople. And, and so instead of delivering the good news from the king, uh, many of them have abandoned their primary calling. Uh, their, their goal and, and measure of success is to, to gather a crowd and to keep them coming back for more. And so they've replaced things like evangelism with entertainment, uh, all the while neglecting to tell the citizenry about their lost condition and the only hope for eternal life. And so for me, uh, I just want to see churches be healthy. Uh, I want to see churches obey their king. And rather than alter the message or abdicate their calling, uh, I want to see churches faithfully uh, proclaim the gospel uh, of Jesus Christ. Uh, and so that's, that's my passion. And uh, that's what God has, has called me to do. And, uh, and I'm grateful and, and thankful to him for it. Amen. And don't forget, folks, the From Shadows to Substance conference, where my guest, uh, Kevin Hay, is one of the speakers. In fact, they have 10 speakers. 
I don't know if I forgot to mention my friend Claude Ramsey or not, but he is one of the most powerful preachers I've ever heard in my life. He is on the roster there, among many others. So go to the uh, go to Jeffrey Rice's Facebook page to find out more about how to register. He spells his name J E F F E R Y Rice, like Rice Aroni. And if you scroll down, you will find this. You can also go to Eventbrite to register. I want to thank you so much, Kevin, for being such a great guest today. I want to thank everybody who listened. I want you all to always remember for the rest of your lives that Jesus Christ is a far greater Savior than you are a sinner. Thank you, brothers. It was a joy to be here. It was a joy to have you, brother.